and welcome to Analytics at ServiceNow. I'm your host, Alex Sanginov. In the next seven episodes, we will share the ins and outs of leading a successful analytics team to run the company by data. In today's episode, we're joined by Chris Betty, CIO at ServiceNow, and Vijay Kotu, VP of Analytics at ServiceNow. With both, we will travel back to the future and beyond. So buckle up. Hello and welcome to the show, Chris and Vijay. It's so great to have you both on the show. Great to be here, Alex. Alex, good to be here with you. Thanks for the invite again. I know both of you are frequent speakers with industry leaders. And of course, I wanted to know, how, what does it feel like you know, talking to Alex Sanginoff? It's pretty amazing experience. I think our whole analytics team is incredible. And Alex, I see the work that you drive every day with our marketing group. It's amazing. Thank you. Uh, again, welcome to the show. I was looking forward to this. And Chris, if we can start with you, given your tenure here at ServiceNow, uh, can you tell us what was it like getting analytics and or reporting when you first joined the company and what does that look like today? Just like anything, Alex, it's a great question. And by the way, when you say tenure, gosh, I've been here five years. <laughs> Time flies. It doesn't even feel like that at all. But I remember when I got here, just like any new person, you're trying to get the lay of the land. Okay, what's working? What could get better? Well, everything can always get better. Right. What really strengths do, do we have as an organization? And one of them was actually our data lake. So uh, we, with our HANA environment, we were the one place in the company where all of this data came together. Right. Now, the difference between then and now was we weren't leveraging it the way we, we are now with the maturity of all of our ML programs, the visualization, the connected dashboards, the knowledge graphs, but we had data, which was a great asset. But back then, it was a very siloed approach to developing reports and dashboards. Here's what sales needs, here's what finance needs. And um, often we had different versions of the truth and um, we, we certainly matured a ton, right? 5,000 MAUs, I could go on and on and on about our accomplishments, but I think what we had was probably appropriate for the size of the company at around 800 million and man, it's been a journey, and as I said before, this analytics team has completely rocked it. Awesome, that's definitely great to hear. And given the tremendous progress and the journey that analytics team you know, have been on, uh, how, do you see, how do you foresee the future of analytics here at ServiceNow? So I think, I think the future of analytics is sort of like more and more data. Give us all the data that you could possibly give us, and, and uh, you know, all of you will make magic happen with it but I really see the world of analytics and, and workflows or analytics and process automation. Right. Analytics and apps would be another way to frame it. You mm -hmm. know, we have Andy Starr's org and we have Rajiv's and we have Jeff Bowers. Right. They often are trying to solve a big, you know, process problem. How do we optimize this process? How do we make it faster? How do we get people more productive? Right. And then the analytics team is really focused on bringing machine learning to life. And I see these worlds getting closer and closer together, you know, with the idea being that you have analytics and ML fused into every single workflow at the company. We started on that journey with the work we're doing with the customer success groups, with renewals and things like that. But I think we're only at the tip of the iceberg. There is so much more that we could be doing, but it's gonna require a conscious effort, I think, of these two organizations to really come together and reimagine what could be. Sort of the one plus one equals three thing. 
I, I'm excited about it. And so are we, uh, Chris. Uh, it definitely, you know, the future looks bright uh, across, you know, many uh, shades of uh, lights that we can imagine. And Vijay- if I can say one other thing. Yeah. Sorry, before you ask Vijay a question, and I might steal his thunder. If so, Vijay, I apologize. But, you know, I've been thinking about this in the context of just software in general and this concept of like ambient analytics. Mm. So the analytics are just served up to you in the context of the work that you're doing and whatever experience that you're in. Could be mobile, could be on a portal, could be voice, could be whatever. So right. you're not having to go find the analytics. The analytics are finding you depending on the right context. I think that's in our future. And I, and I think, you know, if an incredible leader, Vijay, will probably help make that come to life far sooner than I think. Absolutely. You definitely stole my thunder, Chris, on this one. <laughs> so building on what Chris said, uh, first of all, more data. More data is coming, right? And how do we organize this data and how do we leverage that data? That's going to be the key differential here, right? So consolidation of more data is something that we can expect, number one. Number two is, you said ambient uh, analytics. It's, it's going to be multi-channel experience. Right now, the, the key experience factor that we have is dashboards, right? And that is getting much more into voice assistance and also the virtual assistant, chatbot, or even a bot, right? So it's going to be multi-channel experience there. And AI and, and rest of analytics is, is it'll be completely embedded. It won't be called as something, oh, AI is really special. In B2C world, and we don't see AI application as really AI. It's just part of the application. And that's something that in analytics will become part of the application rather than calling it as AI model that is infused in analytics, right? And the, and the other thing that, that you mentioned is analytics and workflows. I think for the last 30 years, BI space and analytics space is all about providing insights, right? Finally, we have light in end of the tunnel on how do we convert those insights into prescriptive actions, playbooks that we can activate across the company and orchestrate overall performance of the company, I think that is going to be a huge step for us. Yeah, so Vijay, maybe a KPI that we need to start measuring is how many of our KPIs actually have an ML-based recommendation to go along with it. Why does the human have to figure out maybe what the next step should be? Just like on Waze, you have yeah. option A, B, and C, what route do you want to take? Right. I don't know, we should start measuring a KPI. Whatever we measure improves, right? That's, that's fantastic. It's analytics on analytics, right? So we need to explore right. our, own, our own performance as well. Um, absolutely. Analytics on workflows is, is huge promise for us. I'll look for that in our next one-on-one. -on -one. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Not to steal, you know, Brian Hoffman's thunder, but he actually mentioned uh, part of the prior episode is he actually has an ML to watch other MLs. <laughs> mm -hmm. so analytics, mm -hmm. on, analytics, you know, right on. Uh, so Vijay and Chris, you know, building up on uh, where do you see uh, analytics team headed and comparative to the industry as a whole, do you see, uh, where do you see the analytics uh, industry as a whole, you know, headed and how does that, or how will that, you know, impact the day-to-day -day operation of an employee? Yeah, so I think um, AI and ML in the past couple of years has gone from science project for most companies to it. It's absolutely part of the strategy and something very, very real. Some further along the journey than others. And I think what a lot of folks have realized or learned 
or if they're early in their journey, they will soon learn it. Explainability is critical, right? To, to, to drive adoption and, and, and I think further investment there. And you said, how will it impact the day-to-day life of an employee? I just think it becomes embedded in all the other goals that we have. How do we help employees be more engaged? How do we drive productivity for departments? How do we increase the speed at which we operate at ServiceNow and analytics being embedded into everything to make that happen? Back to that concept of ambient analytics. And, you know, I still remember the, the whiteboard, VJ, that when, when, we, when you actually educated me on, we need to measure what analytics we need for each persona, for each process, and for each entity. And I think slowly but surely we're making that true across our enterprise and therefore touching every single employee. I'll add on something what Chris said. Um, one of the key outcome in, in the way people experience analytics is going to be in future, it's all about prescriptive recommendations. So based on all the information that we know about a particular business process, we want to provide set of prescriptive recommendations on what to do next. And that is going to be the future of analytics. To do that, it's going to be a little bit tough. It's going to be challenging. By combining all this data using AI and ML to provide that prescriptive recommendation for every business process across the company that we can orchestrate using analytics and workflow is going to be the future of analytics. I could just maybe add on another thing to that, which is how it'll impact, I think, employees, and I'll call it workforces in general. I think that, you know, because we didn't have the power of analytics that we have today, you know, in the past, things that were highly, highly valued were to simplify. We have a big, massive problem with lots of different variables and things like, okay, let's simplify. Let's, you know, eliminate for all these variables and we'll optimize for this one thing. And that simplification is no longer necessary. In fact, we need to embrace complexity. We need to embrace variety of data because the more variety of data we have, more powerful the algorithms are going to be and therefore more powerful the outcomes. And then the other, I think, impact on the workforce is going to be skills which were valued before were things like pattern recognition. Oh man, this, this individual, she's so great because she can recognize the patterns, right? Or she can recall all these facts and figures or she can crunch the numbers really, really fast. All those things are moving the machines. So then what gets more valued as, as for us is who can ask the right question? And sometimes it's the most complex question, not the simple question. Yes. Inductive reasoning, deductive reasoning and creativity, those yes. skills become more and more valuable as the skills of number crunching, recall, and um, you know, pattern recognition move to machines. Right. And as uh, you're describing, you know, the productivity goes up, the workflow will go along with it to help that work complete. Absolutely. It's all about the workflow revolution. Yep. <laughs> so building up on that, uh, if you secretly wished for something to happen sooner rather than later, what would you wish for? And I hope it's not COVID. <laughs> uh, perfect data around our customers, their usage and behaviors. Okay. With all yeah. the signals that are within our control, but mm-hmm. also all the signals where it doesn't even touch service now. Imagine somebody in market right. who today we don't know they're in market, but magically we have perfect data about every single customer. That's my utopian wish. <laughs> All right. Mine too. 
<laughs> I might too. And I think if something's very happened uh, sooner, first raw material that we need to deal with is data, right? So yeah. collection of those data and assembly of those data is something that we need to accelerate and I wish uh, we had it sooner. That's one part of the equation. The other part is on the other side, is how we present the data to our decision makers. In this case, our entire company, the change management that is required for us to, to deploy a new analytics product um, is, is something that we cannot overlook. And uh, we tried a couple of times, a uh, lot of learnings from both success and failures. I wish we can accelerate that. So those would be my top twos. Last and two-pronged question. Uh, what would you say you're most proud of, of out of you know, everything that we have done you know, as a team? And uh, what would be your biggest lessons learned? And if you had the chance to redo something all over again, what would that be? Uh, most proud of is, is easy. I am so proud of the analytics organization in terms of the, the output is easy, right? Done great things, but also just the evolution of the group, the maturity in the thinking, the scaling along with the company as the company is scaling has been really, really impressive to watch. And I have to give hats off to the whole analytics team and especially BJ and his incredible leadership on this. Um, lesson learned, um, I would say never, ever, ever, ever underestimating the importance of the narrative you're creating and, and making sure you're not forgetting the end stakeholder you're building it for. And, and to make sure that that experience is fantastic and you're not done with a project when the pretty little Gantt chart says you're done, you're <laughs> done with the project when the yeah. stakeholder you're building it for says they have what they need to run their business and improve their business. We had a lot of lessons learned along the way on that. Yeah. And, but it's, a, it's an easy one to forget, but it is all about being brilliant at the basics, never forgetting everything we deliver needs to deliver value for our stakeholders. Right. It's the team and the value. That would be my top two as well. <laughs> um, you know, it's incredible to see, first of all, assembling a great set of talent, the best in the industry um, that, that we have assembled at ServiceNow. That is something I'm extremely proud of. Um, and, and in this case, not just analytics team, but overall technology team um, and the ServiceNow team as well. Number one. Number two is going to be focusing on the outcomes. Uh, we are here in the service of the rest of the company and helping them drive the growth of ServiceNow and further drive the growth of the customers, right? So remembering, and this is the ultimate outcome that we are solving for is for our customers and for our employees. And that is the ultimate outcome that we wanted to get and focusing on that outcome has led us change many of our execution machine to be aligned with those outcomes. So bringing it all together is, is, is incredible. Amazing. Uh, I learned so much from both of you. Thank you very much for taking the time, uh, sharing your thoughts and you know, what the future holds you know, with the entire, uh, again, internal and external audience here uh, of the podcast. And we look forward to you know, having you both in future episodes. Look forward to it, Alex. And you did a better job than any industry person I've talked to. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm pleased. <laughs> Thank you. Alex, great to talk with you again. Thanks for the invite. This was the seventh and final episode of Analytics at ServiceNow series. 
we'll be back with more episodes focused on analytics strategy in future. And as always, thank you for listening. If you like this podcast, be sure to subscribe and share with your peers and network. Until next time.